Awesome with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, I'm already laughing, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. Okay. Feeling a little grabby like someone else wants some of the spotlight? Hey, sometimes I need it. (laughs) I'm here in Pleasant Pictures Studio in Provo, Utah. I've already introduced myself. With the one, the only. Only my red bearded, thick, juicy hunk of a man, Mr. Eric Robertson. Sounds like you're married to a hamburger. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I am. (laughs) You guys, welcome to episode 35. We are so excited to have you. I'm really, really thrilled about this episode. I could not (laughs) believe. Thanks for. testifying. Well, you're always excited. I just wanted to make sure there's, you know, like extra oomph behind that one. How about this? I will never do a podcast episode that I am not excited about. So when I say I'm excited, it's true. Mm -hmm. And I'm especially excited about this episode because this is a topic that I've thought about so much. I've lived it. I've worked it. I've cried about it. I've thought on it. And it also was the awesome attribute for the month of October for my year of awesome calendar. Here's the thing about the Year of Awesome calendar. So once a month, I send out a calendar and it has an attribute. And then there's these weekly challenges that you can use to apply the attribute. In no small way (laughs) does the number of people who download the calendar, and then I'm assuming the number of people who use the calendar, match how many people the podcast reaches. Yeah. So statistically, I know (laughs) that even though I've written about this and talked about it on the calendar, that not everybody is seeing it or hearing it. And also, I just believe it's so important that there's so much more to say. And so that's why I'm excited about this episode. And it is about ownership. So we are going to talk about how to own your life more fully. We have seven ways to own your life more fully. And they're also kind of the benefits of ownership. So what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to define ownership and what that means to us. Eric is going to define it how he sees it. I'm going to define find out how I see it. Then we're going to take turns sharing these different ways that we have uncovered and discovered that have helped us feel like we are owning our lives more fully or helping us reap the benefits of ownership. And then from those seven tactical points, we're going to pull some action items so that you guys can implement them and start living with more ownership and feeling, I don't know, just a greater sense of bossness, one might say, in your life. Because we're going to get to that because that's what I think ownership really is, is like you're the boss of your life, Mm -hmm. right? So we're going to talk more about that. But first, we have one segment for you today, and it is Sharing is Caring. Yay! So as a content creator and somebody who puts information and ideas out into the world, I know personally that the best way to thank a content creator is to share the amazing content that they have spent time creating. And that's why I love to do this segment. So we're going to share with you guys something that's pretty heavy and something that just happened really recently in our lives. We obviously share lots of personal information on this podcast, but it's not like we necessarily keep you abreast week to week of everything that's going on. But 
this was just um, such a big thing that happened in our lives this past week that it felt kind of odd to continue and do the podcast without acknowledging it. So this past weekend, we lost our three-month-old nephew, Eric's brother, Curtis, and his beautiful wife, Chelsea. His name was Gavin, and it was completely unexpected. They found him in his sleep. It's been obviously really difficult. We just wanted to acknowledge that that had happened in our lives and share that. I wanted to acknowledge Curtis and Chelsea and send them love and give you guys an opportunity to know their name and to know Gavin's name so that you can think about him and, I don't know, honor him. I just wanted to say that this episode and owning your life and claiming your life, like, let's dedicate it to Gavin, who only had three months and was so sweet and had so much joy and brought so much peace and happiness in his three months. And I can only hope that in my longer, fuller life, I can bring as much joy and peace and happiness that he brought in his three months. As this happened, I immediately go into Allison wants to be the best helper in the entire world mode, right? (laughs) I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I possibly can to be there for Curtis and Chelsea. At 2 a.m. one night, Googled what to do when someone loses a child. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled across this article and it is by Pinch of Yum. This blog is huge. It's a huge cooking blog and I'd heard of it, but like I've never really seen it. And she has half a million Instagram followers. I mean, it's a huge blog. Again, I've had no interaction with it from any recipe standpoint, but I came across this article, what to do when your friend loses a baby. Back to sharing is caring. This is why I'm sharing this. This is truthfully one of the best pieces of content I've ever seen ever on the internet. And so we're going to share a link to that article in the show notes at theallisonshow.com. That's Allison with one L. I just wanted to share a quote from that article. And she says right at the beginning, please, please, please acknowledge the loss, the grief, and the fact that your friend is now living without an actual part of her heart. And reading that has given me so much more confidence and boldness in doing something like acknowledging it on the podcast, where before I might have been like, oh, I shouldn't talk about it. I don't want to make them more sad. They're going to think this. They're going to think that. But I really believe that acknowledging it and letting people that you know you're thinking about them is is the number one thing you can do when there's loss. And then she also has this aside, P.S. If you think it's too late, that too much time has gone by, think again. Statements like this are incredibly meaningful at any point in a lost journey. And then she gives an actual example of something that you could say to a friend. And that's why this article is so amazing. And the example she gives is, I just want you to know that I'm really sorry I didn't reach out right away when you lost. And then she leaves a blank. I was intimidated by not saying the right thing, but I should have said something. I'm so sorry for your loss. And obviously you can take that and make it more personal, but I know this is really heavy to start the podcast with, but guess what? Life is awesome. It's also really heavy. That's what I've been saying to Eric all week is this is so weird. It's so weird to go flip-flopping from this place of total devastation to laughing around with the whole family about some nonsense thing, right? And so again, that pinch of yum, what to do when your friend loses a baby, that article just blew my mind this week. And I just want to make sure that as many people as possible have access to it because it's not just applicable for if your friend loses a baby. It's applicable for if somebody you know just got diagnosed with cancer, if somebody you 
you know just lost a parent, if somebody you know is going through something really hard, I think that all of the things she covers in this article are super, super important. So I wanted to share that with you guys. And I wanted to thank Pinch of Yum. Her name is Lindsay. I don't know if she'll ever hear it, but it doesn't matter because sharing is caring and I want to show her that I care. And that's why I'm sharing. So there will be a link to that in the show notes. And I'm also putting a link to this series she has of feeding broken hearts. And it's good recipes to make for people that you can take to them. Mm -hmm. People who are going through grief, which I think is such... Which is super important. One of the most important things that I've learned from witnessing other people go through serious grief. And also, as I've mentioned before, the sad news we got this year with my dad is that one of the most important things you can do is show up. You show up. And I think that's what Lindsay is talking about. And that's why I felt like these two topics really went hand in hand, this idea of showing up for people and ownership. Yeah, showing up is probably the hardest thing to do, especially if you're new to a situation like this. I know it was for me Mm -hmm. because it can be so shocking. It's such a heavy, serious situation that you don't want to do the wrong thing more than you want to step out into the dark and try to do the right thing and fail. And also showing up, not just for other people, but showing up for yourself and being the type of person you want to be. And with that, I think we're ready to move into our topic, how to own your life more fully. And like I said, what I want to do is I want to start with a definition because ownership can be kind of an abstract concept. And I want to share this quote. It's from Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink has a book called Extreme Ownership. So he literally that, that wrote- That seems like it matches the topic. Yeah, he here. wrote the book on ownership. <laughs> Extreme Ownership, which I've read about half of. I'm going to be honest. I've read about half of, and I really liked it and got a lot from the half that I read. He also has a new book that just came out. I'll link to it. I can't remember the title of it. It's I think, oh, it's Discipline Equals Freedom. I think it's something like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't read it, but it looks awesome. And he has a podcast and he's uh, an ex-Navy SEAL and he has a voice even raspier than mine. (laughs) And I really like his quote about ownership. He says, for leaders, the humility to admit and own mistakes and develop a plan to overcome them is essential to success. The best leaders are not driven by ego or personal agendas. They are simply focused on the mission and how to best accomplish it. So we are considering our lives the mission. And in order to accomplish the mission of our lives, whatever, you know, if you want to segment that mission, the mission for your relationships, the mission for your parenthood, the mission for your career, I think of the mission for my life including all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I see it. I I don't necessarily segment my mission apart from my mission as a mother or my mission with the podcast and yeah. the Allison show. Yeah, you're good at keeping it all together. Well, the, I just, In one. I believe that it is all connected, yeah. right? And so we'll start with that. And so for me, there's the mission. And in order to develop a plan and overcome mistakes, ownership is essential. So what do I define ownership as, this is how I define it. All in. Period. You're all in. And I found this quote, and I share this again in the calendar, and it's from Brene Brown. Brene Brown says, I believe that vulnerability, the willingness to be all in, even when you know it can mean failing and hurting, is brave. And that's why ownership is so difficult. Yeah. Because it exposes your vulnerability. 
Yep. You, you can't rely on anything else besides yourself in a way. Yeah. You can't blame other people. You can't take that spotlight and point it at someone else, essentially. You are in the spotlight. It's beating down on you. Your pores, every wart, everything is exposed. And what I think ownership is, is when that spotlight is pointed at you, you're freaking all in. Mm-hmm. And it is a really vulnerable way to live. I don't think that more people don't own their lives because they're lazy or they don't want to. It's because it is scary and it is hard. So now let's go back to my point of how to own your life. When you eliminate criticism, you're no longer deflecting blame. So when you're criticizing other people, essentially what you're doing is defecting blame. And I think that criticizing is just a habit. Mm-hmm. It's just a habit because when we criticize other people, we're taking the spotlight off of us and putting the spotlight onto them. And for me, what ownership is, is accepting that I'm the only one to blame for this circumstance. Right. Now, immediately red flags and people are going to start saying, well, what if somebody does this to me? What if somebody hurts me? What if someone attacks me? What if I'm literally physically attacked by someone else? We cannot control the things that life throws at us yeah as we have learned so so real this week we cannot control them but we can control how we react and those reactions and actions that's what we're taking ownership of right okay i have mine now okay so this is number two a way to own your life more fully yeah so to start on the path of extreme ownership or just ownership in general you have to accept yourself and what is And let me explain that. When you're ready to start owning everything you do and your actions and your beliefs, it's good to have a realistic or as close to realistic picture of yourself and the situation of your life as possible. And the reason is this, if you you tend to view yourself and be very hard on yourself in an unrealistic way, which we all can be, or you can view yourself as better than you are because of insecurities or you build Mm -hmm. it up and you view situations better or worse, you're going to be disappointed as you quote unquote take ownership. Yeah. So you need to accept yourself, your weaknesses, your strengths, and accept the situation of your life. And from that foundation of reality, then when you start owning things, it's a real thing. I have a question. Yes. We got this question from a reader, and I apologize for not having it pulled up because it just came to me as you were saying this. And her question was, how do you become more self-aware? And I think that question is applicable to you saying you have to see things as they are, which I think is such a true and good point. But essentially, you're saying you need to be Mm self-aware. And her question how do you be more self-aware? What do you think about that? I think that we all have moods and emotions. And I think that Mm -hmm. observing things when you're calm or in a good, a fairly good place, Mm. those observations are going to be more valuable than when you're depressed. Okay. So maybe it's writing or recording or having a conversation with someone very close to you when you're in a good spot. Yes. To really accept things as they are. I think that's awesome. And so when she sent that question, I my immediate thought was that's literally what we're trying to do with every single podcast yeah, episode. Exactly. And it, but I loved that question because we haven't explicitly stated this is to help you become more self-aware. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that's what we're doing with this podcast is every episode we have a topic and we center questions around that topic. I think the most effective way 
way for you to become more self-aware, and let's go ahead and have you do this right now, is with every topic, apply it to yourself and say, what's an area of my life that I want to have more ownership in? Mm -hmm. Because I think just your entire life can maybe be pretty abstract. So for starters, as you're listening to this episode, and we did number one, eliminate criticism. So if you want to have more ownership in your relationship with your husband, let's say, eliminate criticism. Mm -hmm. And number two, like Eric said, see things as they are. Accept yourself and what is. Accept yourself and what is. I love that. Awesome. What's number three? Okay, so I have for number three, strive for humility. Here is the problem with striving for humility. I feel like when you start trying to think about humility and, you know, either praying for or meditating on more humility, really hard things that humble you start to happen. And... It reminds me of the quote from The Alchemist. When you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. And so when you want to learn about humility, the universe is going to conspire to help you to achieve it. I did this a couple weeks ago as I got really obsessed with humility. And I've talked about this before and how to balance this urge and drive to grow and build and be awesome, but then also not just be an egomaniac narcissist who sucks. And I started thinking about humility and what is humility and what does it really mean? And this is the definition of humility that I landed on that I believe. It's from C.S. Lewis. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. So number three, so you can own your life more fully is strive for humility. How do you strive for humility? You don't think less of yourself. You think of yourself less. Next time you're really just so anxious and wallowing and super upset about something, I want you to ask yourself, am I really upset about that thing or am I upset about how that thing is going to make me look or what that thing is going to make me do? In other words, I find that when I'm really stressed and upset about something, it's usually about me, me, me. (laughs) Me, 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 me. Almost every time. Every, every, every time. I'm going to say yeah. every time. Yeah. Because when I do these big, bold, outlandish things like record my own pop song, you guys, <laughs> I know that I am not a good singer. I know that. It's the Allison at the beginning of the episode. New listeners are probably like, does she think she she's Katy Perry? <laughs> no. I created that song for Allison's birthday get down. And I wasn't thinking about myself at all. All I was thinking of was what is something that would be absolutely absolutely fun and hysterical and get more people feeling just even more empowered to own who they are. Mm -hmm. And I thought if I recorded my own pop song and then I could come out and have dancing sharks and just turn it into this ridiculous song and dance number, I wanted to entertain people. I wanted to delight and surprise people. And when I sit back now and think about making that song, I'm like, who who did I think I was? Like, who do I think I am? But the whole thing is, is I actually wasn't thinking about myself when I made a song called It's the Allison. (laughs) If I had been thinking about myself, I wouldn't have done it because I would look like such an idiot. (laughs) And so it's this really, really ironic, like twist of events I find is that the less I think about myself, the more willing I am to do things that make me look like an idiot that could possibly help or inspire or entertain other people. So number three, strive for humility. How I like to think of humility, it doesn't mean you're thinking less of yourself. It means you're thinking of yourself less. Okay, number four, Eric. It's by taking ownership, you immediately gain a ton of strength. I was thinking more of like working with other people. 
with this. Yeah, I love this. I work with a lot of people doing music. We co-write, co-produce, whatever. I work with people. And I realize that if I don't take ownership and I rely on waiting on other people, it's Mm. so easy to wait for someone else to do something before I do it and just kind of play this game of just barely inching up and, you know, working together. Whereas if I realize that I am in charge of absolutely everything I do, I get a ton of strength and, and no one can actually hold me back. Now, I know this is hard if you are really waiting on someone to do something. Yeah, sometimes we cannot build an empire alone. It is the basis of the two courses that I am launching at the end of this week. Right. Exciting. But let me say this, though. There's a caveat. If you go the extra mile and you take control of what you can do and even more, then nine times out of 10, the other person will see your example and step it up. And if they don't, this might be the last project you should do with that person. And I love that you said, and if they don't, because that was going to be my next question, because I try to anticipate the questions of you guys listening, right? And if they don't, well, then you're not a victim. You don't work with that person again. Right. And it's it's okay to learn and have negative experiences. And they don't have to be negative. They can just be not optimal. And yeah. you learned that maybe this isn't the person you want to work with again, or maybe you don't want to work with anyone again, and you just want to fully do it yourself. I don't recommend that for everything, but I'm just saying you learn and you own it. And once you own it, you have so much more power because you're not giving your power to anyone else or, mm-hmm. or waiting on any actions from someone else. You have all the power. I love that visual of your power. I like to visualize it at the as this like glowing, golden orb. I don't know why. And when you say that you're not giving your power to someone else, I see you like hand, like just handing that or almost like the witches in Hocus Pocus sucking the power out of the glowing orb, right? You're not <laughs> yeah. letting them suck your power. I love that. So I think we can call number four, claim your strength. A way to own your life more is to just claim that strength. And number five I have so that you can own your life more fully is to be reliable. I believe that it is so important to be reliable in life. Being reliable is one of my the core values of The Allison Show. And <laughs> it's ironic because I wouldn't say I'm necessarily uh, super reliable in the content that I put out. Like sometimes we don't get the podcast out or we don't get uh, the blog post out or this or that. But in the things that I absolutely promise and say I'm going to deliver on, I will never not deliver on them. And so when I'm looking to hire and work with people, that being reliable is one of the the number one things. It means you can't even get through the door if I realize you're not reliable because that's how important it is to me. So how can you be more reliable? I believe that being more reliable comes from being more realistic about the projects you can say yes to. So you actually become a more reliable person when you say no more. Mm -hmm. And by saying no, no, what I really mean is that you set more boundaries for yourself, you're clearer about them, and the way that you set more boundaries for yourself is by knowing what you value yep. and having that defined. So I think it always all comes back to what do you want? What do you believe in? If you don't have it defined and you don't put that forth every single day at the forefront of your mind, other people's agendas and other people's what they believe in is going to start to derail you from your life. And that means you're not the boss of it. That means you're not owning it. So Mm -hmm. you want to be more reliable than old faithful. 
<laughs> and when you're more reliable, it results in greater trust from others and greater trust in yourself. And that's something that when you follow through on promises you make to yourself and you follow through on things that you want to do, you start to believe you're this freaking invincible warrior and you're going to become so much more bold in your desires, in your dreams and the things you want to accomplish because you're going to feel like, oh, I told myself I was going to exercise this morning. Small, little thing. And I did it. I wonder what else I can do if I just tell myself I can do it, mm -hmm. right? So that's why I, I'm calling number five, be reliable. It is going to help you find so much extreme ownership. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my uh, number six is when you take ownership, your life changes immediately. This is one of my favorite things about the decision to own your life. In the self-development world or these traits that we want to incorporate into our lives, Yeah, it seems like they can take a long time. It's a lot of practice. Yes. But the second you take ownership, things change immediately. I love that. And let that. me tell you why. So when you don't blame others, you immediately free up a ton of brain power and energy that can then be used to do whatever you are doing. Yeah. When you own your life, it is much easier to be happier mm -hmm. because you're, you can control that and you're not putting on other people to make you happy or other situations. Uh, like I said before, when you own your life, you immediately are stronger and you have more capacity to love because you have kept all your strength and power. You haven't given it away to anyone else or anything else because you own it. So you have your well is much more deep. And so that's what I love. I love how fast your life can change. And it's, it is a talent to learn to own your life. But the second you start making those decisions, you can immediately see some differences and benefit from it. I love that so much. So I think number six is really a benefit of ownership. But the benefit of owning your life more fully is that you can affect change now. So you can literally decide you're sitting in the car, you're on a run, you're doing laundry. You can decide right this second to take full ownership and it's going to start changing your life right this very second. You don't have to wait. I love that because so many of the things we talk about, they're like uh, years from now. You might. <laughs> well, and it's also like, I feel like I learn the lesson and I apply the lesson and I don't apply it perfectly. And then I, I'm a little bit better than I was before. And then I learn to apply it better. And that's fine. That's, that's real growth. Right. But the cool thing about ownership is how instant it can be. Yeah. I'm not even just saying that because I, 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 I like know that. No, I, I remember when truth. I, I remember when I first was open to this concept, the dichotomy that I was studying was the victim versus producer mentality. Yeah. And I remember- And I think you talk about that in episode 25, big picture thinking probably, versus but, small picture thinking. Was, yeah, exactly. But that was the moment where I truly like took complete ownership and my life drastically changed and it changed really fast. So Ooh. that's why I love this concept. I love it too. And I love you. Love you too. Yay! <laughs> Okay, and number seven for ways to own your life more fully and the benefits of ownership, number seven is love your weaknesses. Love, love, love your weaknesses because if we only own our strengths, we are forgetting a whole part of ourselves. And when you love your strengths and just hate and despise your weaknesses, you're not claiming and owning your whole self. And one of the awesome attributes this year was integrity. And for me, I know a lot of people think about integrity and they think about being honest, but another definition of integrity is wholeness. So in order to really be whole and have that integrity, it includes accepting and loving your weaknesses. Earlier this year, I was asked to do this exercise and it was actually by my mom who was teaching a class on the Old Testament. So she was getting biblical with it like she likes to do. And she was saying, think about one of your weaknesses 
and write it down. And then because this was a biblical course, she said, now I want you to think about how God has helped take those weaknesses and what you've learned from them. And then I want you to see if you feel like those weaknesses have helped you find a strength. Whether you believe in God or the universe or a higher power, write down one of your weaknesses. Think about one of your weaknesses. And this was the challenge for week four in the Year of Awesome calendar was to think about your weakness or weaknesses, maybe pick one or two, past and present, and think about what they have taught you and what they are teaching you right now. I absolutely recommend writing this down, not just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Because when you write it down, truths happen that you can't even fathom. The act of writing it down, and you don't have to do it with pen and paper, even just taking notes in your phone. You will be shocked to discover that the thing that you're so hard on yourself for has actually given you some of the greatest strength in your life. I fully believe, and this is one of the main messages of the work I'm doing with The Allison Show, that in order to live the life you want to live, be who you are and be as awesome as you are inside, that you focus on your strengths and play to your freaking strengths. It is not this concept of, I need to get better at this and I need to get better at that and I need to get better at this. It's do what you do best and hire out the rest. Love your strengths, own your strengths. But I do believe at the same time, that doesn't mean ignoring your weaknesses. No, you accept them. You accept them. Like you said in number two. Two, accept yourself and what is. And when you love your weaknesses and you realize that those weaknesses have helped you build up your strengths even more, giving you more empathy, more humility, more understanding, that's when you really own your life. And that's what it's all about. I've just been revisiting The Alchemist today because it's such a beautiful book. And I've quoted this before, but again, what I just said reminded me of my favorite quote from The Alchemist. And it is, when we love, we always strive to become better than we are. When we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. When you love yourself, when you're all in, when you practice complete and total ownership of who you are in your person, that is loving yourself. That is truly loving yourself. And when we love, we then strive to become better. So it's not like we're having all this ownership and taking ownership and being the boss of our life and we are ignoring the things we're not good at and we're thinking, I'm already as awesome as I need to be. I don't need to do anything (laughs) else, right? All it is is that it propels you to strive to become better because you're owning the things that you're failing at just as wholly as you're owning the things that you're completely dominating at. I absolutely love, Eric, I love what you brought to this and I have really lived these challenges The four that I brought, like writing down your weaknesses, trying to be more reliable, focusing on being humble. I have really lived these things. I'm not just creating these challenges and throwing them out there. I think about the content for a whole month. I know I've shared this before, but I just really want to tell you guys that I know from firsthand experience the joy and happiness and depth that can come from owning your life more fully. And we really hope that these seven tools these seven ways for owning your life more fully and the benefits of owning your life more fully are going to help you create the life that you want to be living. And not only that, we hope they create the life you hope to be living so that when really hard, tragic things like the things that have happened in our family this past week get thrown at you in life, you're better able to serve and care for 
those around you. And that's what it's all about. So I want to recap those for you. Seven ways to own your life more fully and the benefits of ownership. One, eliminate criticism. When you're criticizing others, you're not owning your actions. Number two, accept yourself and what is. You need to get a clear picture of how things are so that you can own them. Number three, strive for humility. Remember, being humble does not mean thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less. Number four, you want to claim your strength. And that's what ownership does. It helps you claim and own your strength. You want to hold on to it and you don't want to give your power to other people. Number five is being reliable. When you're reliable, you'll trust yourself more. Other people can trust you and your word is impeccable. Your your word is your bond. What you say is what you believe. And I think that's number one, eliminating criticism. That really plays into that. Mm-hmm. Number six, Eric talked about how when you take ownership, your life can change immediately. So that is a benefit of ownership. And number seven, another way for that full and total and complete ownership is to love your weaknesses. We're not just loving our strengths. We're not just loving the things we rock at. I say play into them. Let your strengths be what you put into the world to make it a more beautiful place. But you don't ignore and hate your weaknesses because they're the other side of the coin with your strengths. So some practical implementation tools, I think, so that you can start doing this right now is, like I said before, is go ahead and choose an area of your life that you want more ownership in and maybe just start there. Yeah, that's the only place to start. Yeah, it's the only place to start is, is pick one place. So maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's business. Maybe it's being a parent. Maybe it's your exercise routine. Pick one part of your life to start practicing complete and total ownership. And then I think number two for an implementation tool would be go ahead and write that down. I want to take complete ownership of my exercise routine. I want to take complete ownership of my relationship with my boss. I want to take complete ownership with you fill in the blank. And then number three implementation tool is go through this list of seven and pick a few of them to start practicing in the next few days. Because how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? (laughs) We threw seven tools and ideas and and this and that and this and you. There's a lot here. And we really, really hope it serves you. But the way that it is going to serve you is by you implementing at least one of them. Right. And like Eric said, and I love it so much, if you implement at least one, you're going to start seeing results immediately. Immediately. So there you have it. How to own your life more fully. I wish this and hope this for you so much. I just want to say that the love that has been pouring into our family, Eric's family, our immediate family, and I just feel like I'm even more aware of all the love coming at me, you know, just in comments online. Mm-hmm. When when you're in a place of hurting, you really feel love. So it just becomes such a real thing, like something that you feel like yeah. you can touch so much. And I just want to tell you guys how much I appreciate your love through listening, through emails, through sharing about the podcast, and not only the love you show us, but the love you turn around and show the people in your life after you hear and and listen to the things that we talk about on this podcast. We just appreciate it so much. We're so happy you're here. And talking of sharing all the love and all the feelings, do you have a podcast review that you want to share? First, I want to say that with the new update to the iOS on Apple, you can now leave a review on your phone. Did you hear that? So it's possible. 
You can leave reviews on your phone. How do you do it? You go to the podcast app. This, okay. is, this is on an Apple iPhone. I don't know about the other phones. Okay, so just for our Apple iPhone friends, you go to the podcast app, and then what do you do? So you just go to the podcast page, the, the main page on the... So, so make sure you're not in an episode, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you got to go to the web page, the podcast homepage is what I'm calling it. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom, there's, there's a bunch of stuff, and then right before, like, related content, right before that, there's a thing that says write a review. Boom. Boom. You don't even have to get off your phone to write a review for our podcast. They better, they better be flooding in this week. Hallelujah. How about this? Next week, we will read two podcast reviews. And what happens when we read a podcast review is we send you an I'm Doing Awesome Tumblr and a New Shack CD, our Undying Love. And then you send us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com with your address and we get that crop off to you. Okay, this review is from Happy Four Boys. She says, I laugh, I cry. I had heard of the famous Allison from many sources, including Merrick of Merrick's Art. Thanks, Merrick. I thought the Allison was just for the boss babe, mompreneur sort of girl. And being a homeschool slash stay-at-home mama type girl, I just didn't think she'd be for me. But I was out walking the hills as I do, and I thought, hey, I'll give it a try. And can I say how thankful I am that I did? I've learned so much already, and, and I'm a better woman for listening and applying what I'm learning. So high fives all around to all the fans, Allison and Eric because we wouldn't be here without each other. P.S. Eric adds a lot to the show, so don't go anywhere, Eric. Oh, I won't let him go anywhere. I love that review so much because I'm not quite sure, I'm not, and I need to think about that from a branding perspective. I'm not quite sure how that perception happened. Maybe it's because I've been doing my branding workshops this year. Yeah, maybe. That the podcast is for boss babes. But let me say this, who is more of an ultimate boss babe than a full-time stay-at-home mom who is homeschooling her four children. You are the ultimate boss, babe. We bow down to you. There is no way I could ever do what you're doing. She's owning her life. (laughs) Yeah, you are owning your life. Thank you for your review. Truthfully, honestly, you're making the world a better place by putting so much love into your children and all the goodness that you're teaching them. I'm so happy you found the podcast. And speaking of the podcast, we would love to get more questions from you guys. You guys have been super awesome about sending us questions here and there. But as we sit down and we're going to do some more content, get our content more bold, Bulk. That's my goal. I want to do like more bulk content so we mm-hmm. can be super, super consistent. Yeah. So I want to get in a flood of questions and topic ideas. And truthfully, I think the best questions are when you guys say, I'm struggling with this right now. What do you think? You know, I, I don't know. I get a lot of inspiration from that. But then again, that question was like, how do I become more self-aware? That was a phenomenal question. And I think we could do a whole episode on that. Yeah. You know, so if you will send those questions to awesome with Allison at the Allison Allison with one L. And in your subject line, you can say question for the podcast. And if we don't get back to you after you send the question, please know that we are reading it. I'm going to look at all of them. And I, I really, really appreciate you sending in questions to the email so that I can, you know, put them in charts and graphs and, and keep track of them better. So we would love if you throw those at us. We want to thank you guys again. I know I've thanked you so much for listening. It's annoying now. So I'm going to be done. And I'm just going to say only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. And I just want to add, because I usually just end on that, but that's the whole point of this podcast is you're already as awesome as you need to be. We just want to help you feel as awesome as you are and own that awesomeness that is already inside of you. 
Thank you one more time. <laughs> Eric, do you have a song to take us out on? Yeah, this this song is called uh, 60 by New Shack. It's actually a pre-release track. Like, this isn't released anywhere. <laughs> Coming out on the next EP. Yes, Baba.
it's me again. <laughs> Allison, I know, I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin your vibe with Eric's music, but I just wanted to let you know that if you're listening in iTunes, if you go to the corner, there's those three dots. And if you click on those, you can text message this episode to a friend. Can you think of somebody who might benefit from hearing anything that we talked about today? Send it to people because sharing is caring and it shows them that you love them. It shows us that you're awesome for sharing and we just would appreciate it if you're listening in Stitcher. You can click on those dots and there's like a little box with a little arrow kind of and you can send it to people. So we appreciate it and thank you.